episode 39. <laughs> we are ready to go. It's Friday night. We just played our first game of Warzone as a, as a trio. We came in second place out of 150 teams. I would say there's great things on the horizon for the podcast for us as a Duck Boats family. Kevin, give us a famous number 39. Lillian Couture. Kevin! Ooh. And that ties us right in. It, it almost ties us right in, but I don't know if it ties us in any better than it could have possibly tied us in because today's episode is our Pacific Division preview. Kevin Santangelo, Mr. Connor Green, how are you feeling on this beautiful Friday night? <sighs> it's a beautiful Friday night. I'm a little more hyped than usual after Jake's absolutely insane Call of Duty performance this evening. Yeah, yeah it was good. <laughs> we had a good first game, and we're ready to get back to it, so we're just going to rattle through some topics. Just kidding. Here we go. Kevin, how you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm pretty good. Uh, smoked a nice rack of ribs for six hours, and it was a fall off the bone. I devoured nice. I have a pork butt on right now, so look at us oh, go. Some we're, we're, we're big, we're big smoky smokers out here. Yeah, big, big on the meat smoking. Some meat, hockey. some grass, but uh, we, don't, we don't name who. Yeah, yeah, no grass for Kevin and I, but just me. <laughs> Boys, lot to get into across the NHL, right? We're getting excited. Hockey feels back. Like, we're able to watch hockey. We're able to bet on preseason hockey, which I don't recommend. It's the worst decision I would, Yeah, I would stop doing that. But let's get right into it, and let's get into, I think, my favorite part of our podcast, because I'm wearing the, wearing the sweatshirt right now. Let's get into that dirty water, and let's oh, see where it takes us. love that video every time it plays shout out to other kevin what does your shirt say connor welcome to the garden oh so we're all wearing all right we're all wearing boston stuff nice let's get in that dirty water baby um first topic that we have in the sheet is we have no topics on the sheet we're, we did this thing today we're all bringing in random topics we're not letting each other know what they are beforehand or we're going so connor lead us off what's your brewing topic go so i'm gonna kind of lead us in to my topic with a different spin here it's been an off season for young goaltenders in the national hockey league you see jake ottinger get a three-year four million dollar extension carter hart recently got a three-year four and a half million dollar extension and as i took a nice long shower this evening i was thinking to myself is jeremy swayman headed for a three to four year four million dollar contract and spencer knight got one too Thanks for listening his, to me, Kevin. His, yeah, what he said that. Was, was Spencer oh, in the same range? I was no, listening to something the other day, and I thought I heard he got $6 million, and I went to call ask you guys, and then I just forgot about it because I didn't care that much. He got yeah. $4 million, right? What did he get? Spencer Knight got $4.5 million, and then Ottinger got 4 on the dot. Yeah, I knew that, yeah. yeah. Um, to, honestly, you want me to – yes. I think, yeah. I think Swayman's going to have a good year. Um, I think he's going to be a little bit better positionally. I, I liked what I saw to him in that game. Um, he looked a little less athletic in a way and not in a bad way. You know what I mean? There's a little less of showing his like raw young athleticism and a little more of positional NHL goaltending, which was he a good thing a little, to see. A little more Tuca-ish. Yeah, exactly. No, he really did. A lot less Thomas and a lot more Tuca, which I don't think is bad for the longevity of his career. Answer your question. Yeah, I agree. What, yeah. Kev? What do you think, Kevy baby? Yeah. Um, yeah, pop another button off, brother. Nah, bro. <laughs> for those of you on the YouTube and for you, absolute show. Out there. He's got his Jesus piece showing right in between red and socks. Freshly Officially, shaved. Red socks leading the uh, AL East with since 2012 five last place finishes. I'm also a Red Sox fan, but shout deal. out Alex Cora. <sighs> Sorry, hey, damper down. Kev, how do you Sorry. feel about swimming? No, I feel like um, it's definitely a crucial year in his development to see where he goes um, and determine the money. So obviously it doesn't perform well, then I uh, see. You know what I mean? Your analysis but, is better than Dr- Darren Drager, if you ask me. Wow. Like, I would take you, you can tell that Kevin is, like, speaking his writing right now. Yeah. I love it. Just, I love it. Yeah, no, it, all, legit, it comes down to the numbers. I'm a big numbers guy. And if Raymond can put it up, then he's going to earn a contract. But... I think, yeah, the whole trend of getting the three years is like the new NHL. You're seeing with young players like 
if you're a forward and defenseman, like you're getting paid big up front now, but like I think they're seeing how some of these goaltenders they're not lasting or they have these like three, four years of they're phenomenal and then they're shit in the bed. Or they're really good for one year and then they suck. Yeah. Jordan Bennington. <laughs> Carter Hart. Uh, Carter Hart, though, his team's just been terrible in front of him. I think he's super talented. His team sucks. Bennington, I think his team's – I mixed that up. Carter Hart, he's super talented. His team sucks. Jordan Bennington, his team's super talented. He sucks. And then and you have on the complete opposite spectrum – you have players like Carey Price and Sergei Borowski who sign eight-year deals, 10 to 10.5 million. And by the end, their kneecaps don't connect to their bodies anymore, so that's a problem. The Bruins were blessed with Tuca being healthy for so long. I think Bruins fans are kind of numb to the fact that goalies do get hurt, and we've seen some of the other stars from that last generation really show signs of wear and tear at younger ages than the Bruins goalies did. Um, that being said, not really something I'm worried about with the Bruins in their current status is our goal. No, I think there. I think I do have a question though, Kev. Okay, okay. For you both. Game one of the playoffs is tomorrow. Who's your starting goalie? Olmark. Swayman. Okay. We'll see how that goes. All right. Uh Kevin, your question you brought to the table for the dirty water. Oh, this is one uh, I've been kind of waiting for. AJ Greer, this man has come on to the preseason and he's this just could be problematic with my question. Oh, he just wowed the Bruins, and we're seeing these last couple practices. Uh, Montgomery showing him the opportunity that of playing with Coyle and Smith, and is that a legitimate possibility? And could we see Greer on the third line and Frederick get bumped to the fourth? That's my exact question, so I'm gonna have to get a new one. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, so my question was just to tie it right in: was can Greer and Freddie coexist? I'll come up with another one, but can they coexist? I, I mean, I they so can, Greer, they can until Marshan comes back, and yeah. then the Bruins have a problem. Yeah. So it's as weird as it is, and I that's what I wanted to tie it all into. The Bruins players, other than Hall, Pasta. Krejci, Patrice Bergeron are currently in a tryout till Brad Marchand comes back and the roster gets really set. Either Zaka or DeBrus can stay because they'll both move away to either side to play with Patrice Bergeron or Brad Marchand. Anyone would. Mm-hmm. They're competing against each other for that job. Craig Smith needs to perform to keep his job. Mm-hmm. They even stay on the team. The second line, they don't really got to do anything. I think they're all locked in there. They're going to perform. They're okay. Bergeron's that okay. This was made. Co- yeah, without a doubt. Coyle, Frederick, Greer, Smith, they need to perform. They have I to think, perform. Coyle's a little safer. Yeah, I say Coyle's locked in. Who are you going to put nose yeah. in on the third? No. I mean, he's oh. too overpaid to be on the fourth yeah. line. No, nope. and you guys so. are right with that. But they're in our fourth line, too, right? It just rolls right in. That's no, I'll wait. That'll become my question. But yeah, I. From what I've seen from A.J. Greer, he's an NHL-level player. He's a young guy. He's 25 years old, who was a point-per-game player last year at 24 years old in the AHL, and has found it. He's a second-round pick. He's a higher-pedigree player. He was a good player at Boston University. He's not, he's not a plug. He was never a plug. He's just a guy who took time to figure out the NHL game. He's six foot three. He plays physical. He throws the fists. And he has a hell of a shot. And idolizes Milan Lucic. Correct. Do you know who has the most to be absolutely frightened by AJ Greer? Felino. Nick Felino. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's who's going to push Felino out of the lineup if it's anybody. Yeah, let me 100%. roll right into mine. Let me roll right into mine. How does the fourth line shake out? Who are our fourth line players? I had this conversation with my dad for half hour while he drove while he drove home today and we agree i think my dad agrees with us it's there's eight guys who could fit in those last three spots and it's finding the right mix and god damn it is that hard but right so yeah you you can go i'm gonna i'm gonna take my spin and i'm gonna tell you 
this is what I want to see the Bruins fourth line look like come January and February when the lineup is assumably fully healthy. I would love to see a fourth line of Trent Frederick, Jack Studnika, and AJ Greer. But that fourth line needs to be able to get offensive zone faceoffs, and they need 12 to 13 minutes a night. And I agree with you. And I think that they can manage that. I think they're all fast. I think Greer and Frederick will bring the physicality level that you would expect from a traditional Bruins fourth line. And the skill is there. And the skill is there higher than all any three line. of those players. And, you know, I think that fourth line gives me the parallel of the old Merlot line with yep. Paye, Campbell, and Thornton. Yep, because Daniel Paye scored 12 goals. Campbell had, was it 8 to 10? They were all in yeah, the same Yeah, they all mix. could score. And Kevin's completely muted and talking. And Thornton, <laughs> Thornton had the talent to play. Like, he really did. Like, Thornton could be a player sometimes. Like, you get in the shootout and just dangle. But the that fourth line I'd put up against any fourth line. Does it happen? I don't know. I think that but Don I would like Sweeney it to. and Jim Montgomery are going to be forced into playing Felino in a fourth line role because of who he is in the league and the money that he makes. And it almost makes me sick. Yep. And I mean, do we have to give him a chance? We do, but if it fails, it fails. And I, I want that to be the case. Not, not, I don't want him to fail, but I want, if he fails, he fails and he doesn't just get to skate along. The biggest thing is Don Sweeney's ass is fully in the jackpot this year. So he knows like it. I, I think Sweeney's going to be pushing for let's get the best players in the lineup. No more. I paid this guy. Let's do this because if the Bruins get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs, Don Sweeney is no longer the Bruins GM. No. So, like, let's be real here. He wants them to win too. And Jim Montgomery, is is his job safe this year? Yeah, I would think it is. But he wants to show that he's an NHL-level coach again. He don't want to lose in the first round of the playoffs either with this veteran lineup that has some absolute studs in it. As much as we talk negative about the Bruins, yeah. when you look at their projected lineup, healthy, find me a better top nine. Good luck. I know it's crazy to say, and that's if they all perform, which they really might not. But yeah. God damn and I it, think- a top line with Marshawn, Bergeron, DeBrusque, and then Pasta, Krejci, and Taylor Hall. And now hear me out. This is where I think it gets even sweeter for the Bruins. You have the two goaltenders who are going to give you solid goaltending, but you're going to have McAvoy, Lindholm, Grizzlick, Carlo, and Zaboral on the back end. Yeah. Loaded. This This Bruins team's way better. Like it's so I'm trying not to be a homer about it, but it's so hard for me to sit here and be like, the Bruins suck, because they don't. I've been extremely low on the They went to game seven last year without Zaboral. Without Krejci, without a healthy Brad Marchand, with a hurt McAvoy, with a hurt Grizzly, with a Carlo who had no confidence in his game. A Ricky Swayman. With a Jake DeBrusque whose mentals were destroyed at that point. With guys just put in the lineup with no business being there. We went to game seven against a good Carolina team. I've been extremely low on the Bruins. But if you look at the team on paper compared to any other team in the league. They're good. You say, yeah, they can they could pull it off. And they're they're good. It's you all think- gonna come <laughs> down to how long this team can tread water. Correct. While there's the injury problem at because the beginning of the year. And then hope to I, God nothing goes off the rails during the season. Because I swear to God, Brad Marshawn's a point per game superstar in the NHL. <clears throat> if they can yep. tread till he gets there, you're in good shape. But Charlie McAvoy is a top three defenseman. He matters more than anyone on this lineup and this roster. And with their new attack, attack mentality, Charlie McAvoy is going to score 15-plus goals in a full season, I think. And I think you're going to see a lot more bone-crushing hits by McAvoy this year. Yeah. With his ability to just wheel around. Bruce Cassidy was a good coach. I think he's a great coach in other situations. I do. He's a good systems coach. He did not tailor his system for the roster he had. Point blank. Jim Montgomery 
is setting this team up for success. But if you think about it, even up until last year, Cassidy's whole program was built off of what the Bruins were from 2010 to 2016. Claude Julian altered with more pressure on young guys and less ropes to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Maybe the same. They, I mean, but that's what they did. They hired a guy from the house that Claude built. Yes. You know, that's what they wanted. They wanted yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to no, send it, a message at that time. And unfortunately, you know, it, it didn't work out. And But I'll be damned. I mean, they know? did the same thing with the general manager. Don Sweeney was promoted. He wasn't brought, you know, from outside the organization. And I hope to God that when Sweeney finally, you know, loses his job in the next few years, because it's inevitable once the Bruins start to rebuild, I think he's gone. Yeah, I hope they bring somebody from outside the organization. I send my dearest condolences to John Ferguson Jr. because he probably uh, deserve it, but I wish to get somebody else. I think Jamie Langenbrunner is a guy who has an outside look in, a guy they really Fair. like within the organization. I like your Kyle Dubas pick, though. because But I like Kyle Dubas way better. <laughs> I think <laughs> Kyle Dubas is a wicked good GM. He rebuilt the, the Leafs sucked till he got there. Like, don't be mistaken about that. The Leafs sucked. And he's done what he could. Help in the draft, so I get it. But yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He got he got Matthews in his first year. That's pretty big. And Marner, <laughs> and Marner. But I mean, he did convince Johnny T to come home. <coughs> I, don't, I mean, yeah. I think Kyle Dubas is a good GM. I do. I think he, like, the Leafs have underperformed for what they are. There's no like it's not his fault that when the playoffs come, they they just take a seat and they forget where they are. Kevin, you have something to say, brother? No, no, no. Okay. We've been a little intense. I'm sorry. I know we've been a little intense this pod so far. I just I'm I just I've I'm hyped. Yeah, I've had a lot of epiphanies too with the Bruins of like this team doesn't suck. And as much as like even today, like I went and saw my fiance's grandfather. I was helping him with something. And as I was leaving the house, he's like, how do you feel about the Bruins? And he always asked me that when I'm leaving his house. And I always am like, ah, we have to wait and see. And today I thought I was like, good. I feel good about the Bruins. Like, the Bruins don't suck. They're good. They're going to be good. Even without Brad Marshall and Charlie McAvoy, we're pretty good. Because we have Hampus Lindholm now, who is a top two defenseman who can hold the fort for now. Do you know have- the one thing that's like. What's up, Kev? No, wait, wait, Kev has something. Oh, I was like, and pasta would be signing in the coming weeks. Pasta, Darren oh, pasta. signing in the coming weeks. Oh yeah, they said it's I'm heating feeling, up. It's heating up. Like, it's, it's good. Heating up. Like, it's heating, it's heating up. Like Kevin, 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 is it heating up? Like you just hit two balls into a cup. Like, are we close to balls back? Pasta's coming on board. Oh, we're talking about we hit five straight and we hit death cup. The good old days, Kev. The good old Let's days. Go. The good old days. Running Shout out Roger Williams, Williams University. Yeah. Shout out Roger. <laughs> <laughs> um, I digress. The Bruins. The Bruins are in an okay spot. We really changed. Greer has single handedly brought the face our back outlook. to Boston. And I'm going to call it now. Pasta has got to get the exact contract that McAvoy gets. I think Eight he does. Times Nine point five. Yeah, I think that's fair. If he take if he gets ten, I'm fine with it too, because it just how the cap's going to go up. So I'm only hoping for nine point five because that strictly shows that it sets the biggest present ever. There you go. This is the next, you know, Marchand, Bergeron, Krejci. You set the mark, and that's yep. what it is. Nobody goes above it. Team. Oh, and great. the Bruins don't have anyone in the system who will be able to go above those two anyway, so it will be just fine. Nope. <laughs> like Fabian can do whatever he wants. He's not gonna. It's it's okay. He's got a few years. Yeah, yeah. But shit, that's enough talking about the Bruins. Let's let's get on with it, baby. Let's go to the let's go to the salt of the east before we have a long form we'll wild see you guys wild west. The, the duck boat tour, guys. See ya. What? I get what you're saying, Kev. Sorry, I said yeah. what. It's because he, he meant the Bruins are going to win the Stanley Cup. If the Bruins win the Stanley Cup, we will be live, man on the street, at the Duck Boat Tour. Let me promise you that. Completely buckled. They will yeah. make chaperones. Yeah, yeah. 
I um I went last time the Bruins won the Stanley Cup. My mom and I went. We went and saw the Stanley Cup parade. Great memory. I, I went in 2011 with my yeah, mom. And I was there too. I went with my mom too. We went and saw the Cup. So what do we go? Def- Red Sox together. Definitely remember. Kevin and I went. Kevin and I went to the Red Sox together. Almost I died think we on the we went. There. Wait, we went to the 28 to three Patriots too, and I'm not a Pats fan. Yeah, we did. I remember we went to that. And I was just Patriots in it up, and I'm completely not a Patriots fan. But I like to have a good time. So I went. I'm going to lead it off. I'm going to lead off again. Today is a little bit of a wild podcast because of our theme with the Wild Wild West. You'll see what I mean in a few. Oh, <laughs> Mitch Marner. Oh, boy. Mitchell Marner. I think Toronto Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs are such a joke. <laughs> After I picked them to win the division last week, I feel so bad that I did that. They are, they are running Mitch Marner with the idea they might play him at some defense. When the Leafs are down in games this year, I think we might see them run four forwards with Mitch Mitchell at the at the back end. What does this tell Harsh. you about the Toronto Maple Leafs, Kevin? Bunch of clowns. Kevin, we do have a new fan, someone who we might invite on the podcast. Kevin had someone reach out to him. What's his name, Kev? Do you remember his name? Do you know his name? No, I don't have to look. I'll check. I'll check right now. I hope he's listening. If he's listening, I want him to send you another DM. Because if he gets to this point in this podcast and he's listening, he can come on one of our next episodes. His name is, give me a second, we've texted a lot today. This is not the best podcasting. Guys, talk about Mitch Marner. How do you feel, Connor, about Mitch Marner playing defense? Do you think he's going to be the next Bobby? Next Bobby Orr, lockdown uh, Absolutely not. <laughs> I think it for Mitch Marner playing defense, I think it had, A, a lot to do with two injuries. So for the Scott, on the blue line. Scott, I think Scott Oney. If you're listening, writer for Nation Network HQ and the Jays Nation and TLNDC, um, we'll let you come on the podcast. We can talk Leafs. And if we think you're talented, we'll even give you an opportunity to write Leafs for us instead of that network that has 800 followers. So look at that. I'm a man of, I'm a man of mystery. I'm a man of philanthropy. And let me just tell you that I was looking at our chat as well. And that was earlier today, and we've already got like 20 photos in our group chat since then because I was yeah. just looking in the pictures. Hard to go back. Christ. Yeah. Bunch of jabber mouths. But back to Mitch Marner and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, I don't think that that's actually going to be a reality during the season. I think it's just no. one of those stupid things that we're harping yeah, on. There's no way um, this actually happens. In preseason. However... If the Leafs keep having the injury bug and the injury problems that they're having, I don't think it's crazy to think that they're going to run with a forward on defense. I just don't think it's going to be one. No, of yeah, like when, like if you coach like a U eight team, and like people are like maybe they're out sick or something, you often do throw like the best kids on defense just because they can kind of anchor it. So I the, the Leafs Let's are kind of like that. Yeah, absolutely, and they probably don't make it past the first round anyway. So. No, 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 definitely not. I think I think the Leafs very well could win the Atlantic Division and get swept out of the first round, just like that. But oh man, that goaltending is so shaky. That goaltending is yeah. I so I watched Samsonov play tonight, and he looked like Samsonov. He got injured twice throughout the game, <laughs> came back just like he did with the Caps all the time. He let in a couple softies, but he made some great saves. He looks like Samsonov. That's him. He'll make highlight real saves. He'll let in easy goals, and he gets hurt six times a game. He's a soft Russian. Fuck Russia. We talked about Russia in the chat today, and we all agree that Russia sucks. We're sorry. That was our first swear. We made it this far. That's pretty good for a Friday Night at 11 podcast. Kevin, give us your all to the East topic, because mine's going crazy with the cheese whiz, so we got to finish that. All right. Mine is Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh Uh-oh will not make the playoffs for the 17th straight season. 17th straight season not making the playoffs? No, yeah, you know you what know. he means. Come on. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. That was bad of me to do we that know to what you, Kevin. Means. I know what you mean. I love you, Kevin. Um, Penguins. Okay. Who makes the playoffs then from the Metro? Let me see. Let, no, I, I might be on board with this. Um, I think the Caps make the playoffs. The Rangers. No, yeah, no. 
No, it, it's no. Yeah, no, I'm on board. Maybe New Jersey. No, Caps, Rangers, Maybe. Hurricanes, and then the Devils. I think might have no. a shot. No, because I'm going Bruins, Lightning, Maple Leafs, Panthers, Red Wings. I'm with you. What a fucking moron. You're talking about the Atlantic Division. They're in the Metro. Dude, the wild card. Then who are you picking in the Metro? (laughs) I gave three teams. Who? I just said it. Capitals, Hurricanes, Rangers. Okay. I'm going five. Oh my no, no, God. That's what I said. I said that. I didn't. I said Kevin. Capitals. Were you with me on that one? I no, was. No, no. I heard Jake. I know. No, no. I swear to God, I said Capitals, Rangers, Hurricanes, and then I went. I think the Atlantic has five teams. The Atlantic is way better division. The Atlantic's oh, the best division in hockey. I'm not arguing that. Wow, you you threw me way off in left field. No, yeah, no, like no. Taking I, I a guess, pause. Yeah, no, no. Sorry, but it's like it's, where are you going, and why no, are we yeah, talking no. about the Atlantic Division? Yeah, no, the Penguins. Um. The Penguins kind of suck other than Crosby, Gensel, Malkin, Latang, Sucker. Yeah, they're not the worst team, but Ricard Raquel, Casey DeSmith, Tristan Jari. Yeah, those guys don't matter. They're both if you tell me Jari and DeSmith are the goalies we're worrying about, then we have big problems. Yeah. It's a fact. Like, like it's never there's never like I'm not rolling into a playoff series and be like, oh, we got DeSmith and Jari. <laughs> like, come on. No. I mean I guess you could say at least they're both very capable and reliable, but neither are great. No, Dude, the Smith's trash. Not. Yeah, no, Ooh, I don't think Casey is. He says he's trash. I can't. I don't think he's trash, but I, I also don't think he's great. I hope I, like, uh, the Metro, Penguins writer Nick hears this and I, comes I after actually, us. Nick, 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 Shout buddy. Out Nick. Does the reach buddy, button you gotta learn Nick? the gotta learn to do the tags and the categories, my guy. Oh my god, the Metro. I look at the Metro and it's just, it's an interesting division because there are some great teams and then there are teams like. It's mediocre. Yeah. There, there's no teams that just suck completely. They're uh, all. Medi- like they're, I think it's the most mediocre division. The whole division's mediocre. I was going to say Columbus, but. No, mm, I think yeah. the Rangers and the Hurricanes. Class of the division. The rest is just mediocre. Yeah. Except Even the, the Capitals, the Capitals, the are and the Flyers are gonna suck. The Islanders, though. Ooh, the Islanders! I hate the Islanders. They suck. Book them um, to be last. All right, Connor, what's your <laughs> question for Salt of the Year? It's not a question. Oh my! I God. want you guys to give me your opinions because there was oh, a poll that goodness. recently came out for the most handsome NHL coaches. And I'm going to give you the top three, and I'm going to give you the bottom three. Dude, I think John list. Cooper is absolutely sewered on this list. So I'll go through, and I'll just go from top to bottom. And name I got to look up Jay Woodcroft. Jay Woodcroft is definitely not my number one. So he comes on number one, then Daryl Sutter. Jay Woodcroft? Lund. This guy's a three. <laughs> <laughs> I put this guy at 30. He looks like Jeffrey Dahmer. Wow, that's a little excessive. All right, fine. He no, look at this guy. Are you kidding? Me? <laughs> Just give me a second. Yeah. Just keep going. No, keep going. Okay. So now we're at, we're at number four: John Hines, Paul Maurice, Rick Bonus, Craig Berube, Dallas Eakins, John Tortorella, my guy, Torts. Rod the Bod Brindamore, tied for tenth. With Dean Evison, Brad Larson, Sheldon Keefe, Dave Hackstall, Jared Bednar, fucking Bruce Boudreaux, holy shit, big sexy, Lindy <laughs> Ruff, Luke Richardson, Don Granado, Martin St. Louis. And this Keith- is your most attractive coach. <laughs> this guy? Who wrote this list? For people no, that are listening to this, list? please go to YouTube and go to this part of the podcast. Who made this list? Lord, this guy? He's, so Jay Woodcroft scored a 9.18 out of 10. That is phenomenal for that face on screen. This guy's Mind a you, three. It's a little <laughs> pixelated, but if we can If this guy's deal. a nine, I'm an 11. So now we're going down the list some more. Oh we got Don Granado, Marty Daryl Suter. Wait, this list is a joke. They have Suter as number two. 
Absolutely. Grandpa sexy. Rick bonus was the one I really understood. I got bonus. bonus All right. So time out. Just let me finish this damn list and we can really rip through it because you guys have it. Todd McClellan, my guy, Butch Cassidy, DJ Smith, Lane Lambert, Mike Sullivan, John Cooper, Gerard Gallant, David Quinn, Andre Turnier, Jim Montgomery. David Quinn is criminally low. And Peter LaViolette. Finishes in last place. So my task to you, as we go through this list and absolutely laugh, who are your three hottest NHL coaches? All right. So there's just, this is absolutely wild. This list is wild. It might be a joke. Like Suter number two, it just can't be. I don't know. Derek Lalonde looks like, like? he looks like a thumb thumb out of Spy Kids. Let me look at him. Derek at this point, I'm just, yeah, like, uh, guys, if you're listening right now, I'm just actively looking up coaches for their trip. No way. All right. So they did this list as a joke. It is. I think. This guy, this guy looks like a human dildo. He's I not, said, like, he looks <laughs> like a thumb thumb yeah, from what Spy are Kids. What talking about? You guys put, vi- listen, listen, and I, you know, it, we are, you know, we're a pro everything podcast. Obviously, we're guys who are sitting here talking about men we think are attractive. I am engaged to a woman. I like women. I don't, that's, that's my preference, but this is an attract, a decently attractive man. Hey, look at Dan you. Quinn. Dan Quinn. Listen, number 29 is a joke. It's a joke. I think this list is blasphemy and this guy is not number one. <laughs> oh, that's for damn sure. I don't know. Like what, like what else we can do this guy. So here, you want to know who made my top three? Go look up Luke Richardson, the Chicago Blackhawks coach. I mean, I will. Who, mind you, the Blackhawks came out with this really cool new beer can from Goose Island locally, and he came waltzing into the press. Goose Island. Uh, Goose Island has a brewery in Toronto that I sat at with Emma. Shout out Emma, my beautiful fiance. Before a Maple Leafs, we we were in Toronto. We went to, she doesn't (laughs) listen to the podcast. We went to a Maple Leafs um, Flyers game. And we sat at the bar. And that sounds awful. Every single, that was a great time. Every single, it was right across the street from our hotel. We, we stayed in like, we stayed in this line of bars and then we just walked to the Hockey Hall of Fame and the rink. It was amazing. I love Toronto. Let me ask you I a question. I hate the team. I love the city. Did you wear a Bruins jersey to the I, game? Absolutely not. So you, I bought, wait, oh. wait, time out. No, 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 I did good. You'll be proud of me. Okay. So I was, I bought a Patrice Bergeron jersey while I was there because it was $45 at the Hockey Hall of Fame. What? NHL license. Literally, with it was last. It was the year before his Winter Classic jersey. I have with the Notre Dame patches, everything. It was wild. I did wear my Carhartt Bruins hat, and I just wore a black Carhartt sweatshirt. I wore a Bruins hat, and I made friends with all the people. They they were so nice. Everyone was super nice. That's because they're Canadian, eh? Goose Island. We sat at the bar. They gave us thirteen probably free beers. <coughs> it was the why Canada is such a nice place. But this guy, Luke Richardson, he has a shot. He has an outside chance. I'll bring them up in an overlay right now. If you you should be subscribing to the YouTube because this podcast, especially you're getting your money's weekends, worth today. It's it's when we record on. Oh weekends, no, you can't. He looks horrible in that picture. <laughs> no, he's he's rugged. He rugged. looks like the Hound from Game of Thrones. Well, there. some people are into that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't you know. You gotta pull them up now. Yeah, that's all you're getting. Now that's what you get. Oh my god. The, never mind. Timeout. Timeout. Rob Abad Brendamore would make my top. Wait Bruce a second. Cassidy. Wait obviously. a second. Absolute ridiculousness that this poor man was so low on the list. It hurts my I feel genuinely bad for him. John Cooper or Mike Sullivan? No, 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 no. You'll find out in a second. It's coming. It is it is coming. That's what she said. This poor man. It's downloading. Give me a second. My computer's working over there. Martin St. Louis. We have St. Louis at 20th. It's because he's short. There's a height bias. Let's get off this topic. That was fun. Um, I think this list sucks. I mean, there's a lot of better looking coaches. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny that the coaches saw it. The best part about all this is this was definitely made as a joke. And the fact that there was a bunch of coaches that brought it up to the press conferences I tip my cap to the writer who got that going because it was funny and I'm sure a lot of people are going to talk about it. Absolutely. Now, for those of you who are listening, 
you will have to go to our YouTube channel for this next beauty that you are about to partake as we transition for the first time to the wild, yeah. wild west. The wild, wild west. Oh, away my pistols. All right. So to get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, <laughs> the Pacific Division preview, we're going to start off with, I would like to say, my the team that held my, my heart as a young child, other than the Bruins, the team I always loved due to Disney's productions of the Mighty Ducks, the Anaheim Ducks, Kevin Santangelo. What excites you about the Ducks this year? Oh, it's pretty much and one if, player, one player if, only. If you ever so, want to cheat, I have all the additions and losses, and I can tee you up. Just you let me know, baby. Oh, you don't need that when the time out Trevor Zegris. The cover boy. If he's still gets, alive after that hit. But. Who gets crushed on the ice in a preseason game. That's Ooh. because he has so much skill. Hate him because you ain't him. You have any analysis, Kev, or are you just saying names? You just, he's just, uh, I mean, right. they're not a playoff team, but they got young talent. They're no. a few years away, but they just got to figure it out, let the boys develop. Yeah, losing Getslav, Lindholm, Raquel makes them yeah. more years away, but yeah. But they they're a few years away. The additions. They did. They did. Klingberg's good addition. Klingberg, Ryan Strom, I think they signed him to a five year deal. Frankie Vetrano signed Frank there. Frank the Tank's there? Yeah. Yeah, he scored tonight in the preseason game. They're going to be a fun team. They're going to be a fun team to be on. Definitely, no doubt. Pride of Springfield, Frank Vetrano, one of the only people on planet Earth with the Springfield skyline tattooed on themselves. I can promise you that. I think that the Anaheim Ducks... I know things, Kevin. ...are going to be the most interesting team come the NHL trade deadline. They still have some veterans. They have some people that they signed to one-year deals. I think they're going to be busy, busy as they look to retool and reload some more. Who wants Klingberg? Not the Bruins. Bruins don't want Klingberg. But, um, yeah, no, the, the Ducks have made all the right moves to get the pieces to keep the young guys competitive enough to not lose focus. But if it ain't working, we can get more tools to make this team better at the deadline. The Ducks have been a masterclass of how to rebuild a franchise without ever being so bad that guys forget that they're playing in the NHL. It's a great place to play. Let's be honest. If they did not have Trevor Zegras and he did not become the icon that he became, nobody would be watching them and nobody would be caring about this team. But they do have Trevor Zegras. So, so under that and, circumstance... Yes, and there is but... He's going to sign a $13 million deal. I digress. There are other studs there. Mason McTavish is a stud. Troy Terry just is popped off. Troy Terry is a stud. Drysdale is well, a stud. not getting his face pummeled. But this, team, this team has players on it that are going to be very good. Zegris is the next face of the NHL, as he should be. I mean, Trevor Zegris is a very good player. He's a future 35, 60 assist guy. I just don't think goals, he's who wants thrown out of Cisco man. Brewery for using a fake ID when he was nineteen. Fun <laughs> I, fact, man. Okay. I I agree with you, Connor. I don't think he's a superstar yet, and he's gonna have to put on size to become one. I think he's an elite talent. He's one of the most talented players in the NHL. Is he an NHL superstar? No, not yet. And he's gonna have to really put on muscle and size to do that. Yeah. I think like but Johnny Gaudreau is a. Do you consider Johnny Gaudreau a superstar or a high-end elite player? He scored a hundred and something points. Gaudreau and Zegras are on the same track. I would consider Gaudreau a superstar. You would or wouldn't? I I would. (coughs) However, I don't think (laughs) Zegras has that caliber of talent. I think I do. 
like I think Zegris is talented in a unique way, but I don't think that's going to transition to him, you know, ever getting past a 90 point season. I just don't. But 90 points, if you can go 90 points a year in and year out, you're a superstar. I don't think he gets there is what I'm saying. Yeah, well, we'll have to see. I, I'm going to say I disagree longevity-wise, but right now I, I don't see it being possible. He's going to have to grow and like, get bigger and stronger. I mean, it just doesn't... Like, the reason why everybody looks at this guy and is so amazed is because of the high-end crazy time. goals that he does. But that yeah. doesn't – you can't do that 30 times in a year. Or you're no, going to get your clock clean. He is by somebody no, on another team. The thing with Zegers is, and I know that you don't follow the college and world juniors like I do. Zegers is a super high end playmaker. He's way, way, way more playmaker than he is goal scorer. And as he grows, I think we're going to see him turn into a Nick Backstrom type playmaker. He's going to need a guy who puts the puck in the net all the time, though. Like, I don't think Zegers is ever more than, like, a 30-goal scorer, but he is a 60-assist guy. He really – like, trust me, like, he can make plays. He's a superdo. Yeah, like, he, he's a passer first. He's a playmaker first. He really is. And I think and that's, that's what will push him. But it has to happen. Superstar. I know. Oh, no, I – no, I – and that's where it's like I don't – I'm not saying that he's a guaranteed superstar. Like, I don't think there's a lot of guaranteed superstars out of any of the young guys in the NHL. There, I mean, there's a couple. I think that Day all stars. three – I think the Hugheses are superstars. I think Jack Hughes is going to be a superstar. You disagree? I, Jack Hughes – I agree. Jack Hughes is one of the best players in the NHL if he can uh, stay healthy for a whole year. Yes. Did you look I'm at his not, stats? Are you? What do you think Jack Hughes' stats were last year, Connor? Probably scored 60 points, 65. In how many games? I don't know. <laughs> this is where it's you're gonna get a little seventy, <laughs> buddy. This is where you're gonna be like, oh, I'm he was sorry. popping off if we got hurt last yeah. year. Yeah, fifty-six points, forty-eight games. That was close on the points. Yeah, that's pretty good for twenty years old, though, isn't it? You're gonna. I don't he, know. He, he, Jack Hughes is better than you think he is. I'm telling you, Jack Hughes is good. Jack Hughes is a future superstar. He is. He can do it all. Jack Hughes has the elite shot. Guys, who you have to have the elite shot. You, you have do. to. There's no, like, you can't be a superstar without the elite shot. And he to be to a have. superstar in this league, you have to have a man's body hmm. and physicality. And None of these guys do yet. None of them do. You have to grow. That's why but, it's really hard for me because – But Pasta didn't you know, now Are they going to be able to translate that skill and that talent as they pack on another 15 pounds of muscle? Yes, it'll only help. You don't lose talent by putting on muscle. Fat maybe, muscle no. But you got to play a different style of game as well. In they my, they can opinion. look to a David Pasternak and learn. Not wrong. <laughs> look at a young, look at a young pasta compared to now. Uh, we're only one got... deep in. Let's jump along. Let's move forward. Yeah, we're getting heavy on the time, Let's and I'm yelling forward. at the clouds. The Calgary Flames. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, we're we're gonna start this off with Brad Tree Living. You had a master class of a summer. You took a situation where we thought your team might be back to a dumpster fire, and you kept the Calgary Flame burning. You did a great job. Um, you took Johnny Goudreau, leaving you high and dry, and you took Matthew Tuchuk, saying you didn't want to be a Flame anymore. And you rebuilt your team better. Not many GMs could do that. Kev, oh, how I'm, do you feel? I'm high on the Flames. Yeah, you lost 200 point players, but you me got, too. You got one back. You brought in Kadri to lock up that second center spot. Um, you got Uyghur. You already had one of the deepest uh, defenses in the league. He's got even deeper. Markstrom, great goalie. Vladar, great backup. Um, a line of Kadri and Majiapani, like those two, when you have <clears throat> Toffoli, Huberto, and the was it Lindholm on the top line, like they're deep in that top six, and then you have guys in the bottom six who are talented. You have a Lucic there, protect all the guys. 
You have a Kevin Rooney. You have the players they know they're fit into this lineup on that bottom, on that fourth line role. And that's the thing. Everyone knows their spot. You have a Michael Backlund. You have all these players that know their spot are going to produce from top to bottom. I'm excited for it. So for me in Calgary, if you look at Calgary last season and how things ended for them against Edmonton, Edmonton had the one line. Calgary had the one line. I'm sorry. Gaudreau, Kachuk, and Lindholm cannot compete with Kane, McDavid, and Dreisaitl. And neither can Huberto, Lindholm, and Toffoli. No. However, Kadri and whoever else. Coleman and Maggiapone. That is a better line. Third line's pretty good, too. Second line. Of Pelletier, Backlund, and Dubé. They just have more roster balance. Lucic, and Rooney, me, and Brett Ritchie's a hard fourth line. And they still have a guy like Connor Zari in the, you know, in the wings waiting to get a chance. For me, they just have more balance instead of being so top heavy like, you know, Edmonton oh. and Toronto have been. You know, and then of course you've got Markstrom and Net and Vladar, you know, Bruins uh, legend there backing him up. And I also think one of the things that is going to be curious is I do think at some point this season they will move one of their big defensemen. And I think that's going to be for a significant impact player up front. Um, yeah, they have enough pieces that they can make a big move and get even better. I don't disagree. Who next? Who next? Do we have nothing else on them? No, um, I'm kind of spent there. They're Obviously, playoff team. We're gonna make it. In... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Battle of Alberta. Let's go. The end, which the only happens time. three times this year. Doesn't which that is suck? a joke, absolute joke. And watch, they're gonna be at like one thirty in the morning Eastern time, and you're gonna have to like have to have Amazon Prime to watch it, or it'll be but, an um, afternoon game matinee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like a Tuesday matinee. <laughs> Tuesday matinee, Edmonton Oilers is pretty good, though. <laughs> Sorry, I'm coughing. I'm choking a bit. Connor, Edmonton Oilers. Oh, the Edmonton Oilers. I think that in the short term, Edmonton got a little worse. You lose Duncan Keith on the back end, who no matter what you say about him and his age, he was their best defenseman in the playoffs last year by a country mile. Um, they got rid of their toughness in Zach Cassian, which I think is going to hurt them quite a bit. That gave a lot of their identity, even though he wasn't necessarily the best, you know, offensive talent. A complete turnover of the goaltending department there, and they bring in Jack Campbell, which I think finally addresses what Edmonton has needed for the past five years is getting some goaltending. And then I think that Edmonton is probably going to be one of the teams that mixes it up quite a bit during the season. Um, There's some rumors coming out recently that they're pretty involved in the Jacob Chikrin uh, sweepstakes. They're still looking to be involved in the Patrick Kane sweepstakes when that comes around. So it's not out of question that this team makes significant upgrades during the season to, in my opinion, what's already a pretty Western Conference Stanley Cup contender lineup. Yeah, so that's what I was going to jump in and say if you didn't. Oilers, to me, are a Stanley Cup contender, and they win the Pacific Division. Handedly. They win this division. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, are, they're sick of it. They're done. You're going to get a whole year of them firing. Drysaddle wants McDavid to be a 60 goal scorer. So, and you got to think that Drysaddle was playing on one ankle in the playoffs. literally he was not mobile. He was standing still. He was just he was the best stationary hockey player in the history of the NHL. I stole that from 32 thoughts. That's been said before. So, Kev, Oilers, Kevin, not a Oilers. stretch, baby. I like it. 
I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's analysis is something to be rivaled. The fact that you haven't been hired by TNT yet just blows my mind. The Not- uh, LA Kings. Kevin, the LA Kings. We're going to let you lead off. Tell us about the Kings. I'm big on the Kings with the. You addition. are? Yeah. Yeah. The who addition is, of. Who is your player that you think is going to be the standout LA King? He's going to say Kevin Fiala. He's a big Kevin Fiala. I am a big Kevin Fiala guy. I watched him last year on the Minnesota. I was sad to see him go, but cap issues always uh, screw you over. Victor Arvidson. Yeah. You could Another say guy that, with Connor. underrated talent from could Nashville. They're going to have a good lineup. Yeah, they don't. They're good. Agreed. They could obviously use a little more defense, but you know, you can jump back to the Jacob Dickren sweepstakes again. There's another team. Oh, with assets. Looking... with assets to make a move. Oh, they have so many because they really didn't give that much up for Kevin Fiala. No, oh. they still have Byfield, Turcotte, and Kaliev. Yeah, and they have Brent. Wait, they drafted Brent Clark too, right? Can't confirm. I'll look that up right now. You guys keep going. But I think they only gave up a draft pick and defenseman Brock Faber. Yeah. Uh, in the Kevin Fiala deal, like, ooh, that was a steal. Everyone and, knew Minnesota had their hands tied, so they weren't yeah. getting the package. Yeah, Brent, They drafted Brent Clark, who was the best defenseman in his draft class. Yeah, no, they're good. They're going to be good for a while. And the goaltending still solid. Jonathan yeah. Quick and Cal Peterson and Net. Yep. Yeah, they they are going to be my dark horse <clears throat> Stanley Cup pick out of the Western Conference. No, that's my dark horse. Unless that's Quick fine. turns it on. Yeah, and they can make the playoffs, but no, he turned it on it. last year and it was pretty solid to end the year. Yeah, were they a wild card last year? Yes, yeah, maybe. I think so. We probably should have known that, but the San Jose Sharks. <laughs> Kevin, you're laughing. You have to start. Tell us about the Sharks. <laughs> it's another dumpster file. They're the New York Islanders, Philadelphia Flyers of the West. Yeah, they are. Fair. This is everything. They're, They're screwed on contracts. They're oh, just yeah. screwed on everything. What new happened? GM, new coach. They're- yeah, they're just like, we're, let's just scrape this thing off. They tried to win a Stanley yeah. Cup in like 2018 and it didn't work. And they signed – the problem was is they tried to win the Stanley Cup with a window that was going to close by 2020 with guys they signed in like 2017, 2018 to 18-year deals, eight-year deals. And now we're seeing that, eh, maybe not the best move, huh? Yeah, they, they, they have a ton of talented guys in their team, but they suck. It's they should probably try to move those guys at the deadline. It's All rebuild way. time. It's like, hey, let's resign back. Hurdle. Great move. Great move. Great job, boys. It's gonna really help you guys. Like, I wonder how he feels about that contract now. I don't like get it. It's just like nah. Like, and I mean I get that San Jose prospect. I know that San Jose might be a nice weather environment to live. But god damn it, those taxes in California can't yeah, be great. No, it's not great. It's one of the teams that you're looking for to just kind of muddle through and try to get a draft pick. Uh, I mean, they're not going to be probably major players at the deadline because a lot of their players are on longer term deals. And, the and they have no is, money to rent out. They're they up against the cap. And here's the biggest problem they don't suck enough to get Connor Bedard. Mm hmm. They're one of those teams that's like, hey, we're going to finish 11th again. We're going to finish 10th again. 9th again. Carlson wants out. Yeah, no way he wants eh. He has said that he would accept a trade. Yeah, but to where? Like who's – I mean – Who knows? That's a massive contract. I think he's the highest paid defenseman in the NHL. What's he making this year? Uh, well, you guys know. Here's a fun him. fact. Who is the highest paid player in the NHL this year? You guys both got one guess. Oh, you got it right in the first guess. It sags. 13 million, I think. Yeah, it's like 12.9, I think. The Seattle Kraken, Kevin Santanglio. Oh, man, they're up and coming. It's coming together. It's coming. They're going to be a fun team to watch. They will be. That's the thing. All that young talent they've got. Because who they get? They got Cooley, right? 
No. They, they have Shane Wright. There you go. Uh, Maddie Beneers. Yeah, Cooley's yeah. in Arizona. Yeah. Who, no, who's that other guy they got, though, we were talking about the other day? I don't know. Shane Wright and Beneers are the guys they got. No, was there another guy, too? Burkowski? Uh, Bjorkstrand? Little Wayne? I don't know. Snoop D-O-W-G. Oh, by the way, keep your eyes peeled on Twitter tomorrow or today. Is Little Wayne dropping you're an listening, album? If you're listening to this podcast, I think we might drop this tomorrow. The Seattle Kraken are going to announce their mascot on October 1st. Oh my God, it better be a guy with a crack pipe. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a guy with a crack pipe or like an octopus with a crack pipe. That would be great. Imagine, <laughs> I'm not, never mind. Take that thought, throw it out the door. Um, yeah, Kraken. <laughs> Kraken. Tell me later. Yeah, I like the Kraken. I do. I think they're going to be fun to watch. I bet on the Kraken last night. They won their game. Shout out to the Kraken. Um, Shane Wright, talented guy. Probably should have went number one overall because the Canadians are already shitting on Yurov Slavkovsky for not for being underwhelming. Shane Wright was the best player in that draft, and I've maintained that. The second best player in that draft was Logan Cooley. Yes. So I, I would have argued that he would have been my number one pick. Talent wise, yes, but you're gonna you're falling into that Zegers range. He's a Zegers type player. So he's the most talented. Yeah, Shane Wright's the most NHL ready. Shane Wright is gonna play this year and be good. And Maddie Beneers is gonna win the Calder. There's a lot of good things happening. Crackheadville, Crackenville. Sorry, I keep getting mixed up with the words. Um, Seattle, still the most disappointing. Uh, Seattle, draft. Seattle, Seattle's right near Portland, Wa- Portland, Washington, right? Or you can just like do Portland, crack in Oregon. the streets. Yeah, Portland, Oregon. Is that is Oregon close to Washington? Yes, you can do it's crack there. Stable. So, shout out to Kraken, the uh, Vancouver Canucks. A lot of turmoil behind the scenes in the organization. I think uh, this is my pick to be Blackhawks part two, the new Chicago Blackhawks this year. Um, they added the Russian Kuzmenko. Oh, he did late. good last night. He did. I didn't. Old. I haven't really watched any NHL preseason. I'll be fair. Uh, but they added Mikheyev. They added Lazar in the off season. Um, they signed JT Miller to an extension recently. And now there's questions about Bull Horvat and his extension. The owner of the team has some legal issues going on that's going to create a distraction around the team. Can't but you've got your kids. Allegedly. One big thing I know the Canucks are pushing for is for Quinn Hughes to become more of a leader. Jesus They're Christ. looking for him to do that. You, you just walked away, you walk back, and then bang, right into it. I love it. Yeah, no, I'm made for the shit. Uh, Quinn Hughes, I had to pee, sorry. Quinn Hughes is um, a guy that they've they've targeted, and they sat down the offseason and they said, hey, we like what you do on the ice. You need to pick that up, and you need to become more of a leader. And I think he's going to respond well. He's ready to step up and show that he wants to lead this team on and off the ice. Um, this team – is way too goddamn talented. Way to too be talented. mediocre. They should make the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, one of their big pieces is getting traded, and yeah. I would not be surprised if that is their captain. Yeah, it's them. So the Golden Knights and the Canucks are going to fight with the Kings. It's going to be – so the Oilers and the Flames are in the playoffs. The Kings, Canucks, and Golden Knights all have a 33% chance of making it up to me. I think that – as like we said with the Atlantic, <clears throat> where they might get five teams in, the Pacific could get five as well. Yep. Well, the Central could also get four or five. No, I, uh, the Central's no. not as good. The Central, we'll get into next week, but just off the top of my head, I have the Avs, the Wild, and the Blues. Great, Nashville. Nashville will be fighting with these three teams for that last. No, that's season. what I'm saying. Like for the wild card, <laughs> the problem is of the Pacific is it's gonna be just like last they beat year. they beat each other up a lot yep. and it's tough for them to get points. Like it, it is like and that's where a central team can kind of slide above and be less good. But that's the NHL. Welcome to the parody in the league, my friends. The 
the um, Vegas Golden last Knights. Last but not least. Least but not last. Kevin, how do you feel about the Vegas Golden Knights? Eh, I'm iffy on them. I think this is going to be their worst season yet. Yeah. I mean, they have the talent, but they do don't they have though? talent. Do they really have the talent? Um, they have Jack Eichel and Mark Stone. And Phil Kessel. Oh, God. Philly hot dogs. Yeah, no. I, um... I mean, you've got Petrangelo on yeah, the back there's end. Better guys there. You've got Shea Theodore. You've got the, the, the regular line of Marcheseau, Riley, and fuck, who's the last one? Tromblet? No. Tromblet. Carlson. Fuck. There you go. Carlson, Marcia, and Riley. Well, Riley's playing with Eichel and Kessel. So here's the problem. Listen. In Vegas. If if Riley Smith, Phil Kessel, and Jack Eichel are your first line, good luck. Jack Eichel, superstar. But guess, guess who in the East could shut down Jack Eichel? Patrice Bergeron, Steven Stamkos, Austin, Austin Matthews. Matthews. That's what I was going to. And there's the, I know Kachuk. I have another one. Kachuk. There's a <laughs> list of Larkin. guys yeah, who will shut down Eichel alone because he's even with all those guys. And they're wingers. If you ever try to roll out Phil Kessel and Riley Smith against DeBrusque in, the, in Marchand or Hall and Pasta, have fun. Good luck. Godspeed. And you get torched. We haven't even addressed the uh, elephant in the room. Terrible goaltending. <laughs> Terrible goaltending is awful this year. And got... they have a team full of guys who they're going to need young guys to step up and a coach who gives young guys a pinch collar instead of a nice leash to run on. So and then now... here's the other problem. They are so far deep in LTIR, they will not be able to add players at the deadline unless they are adding more dead money into the mix. Yeah, they're just so I just don't they just like for those of you who don't understand the salary cap when you're in LTIR you cannot accrue cap space during the season. You have to get more LTIR yeah, and players. I just don't see this guy being the one who fixes the problems there. <laughs> oh my god. I just disgusting. I have somewhere not, our dear friend Andrew Taverna video, is crying looking at this picture. Cry away. I have no problem. Was Andrew as dapper as that at the Bruins preseason game? I don't know. I saw be. some tweets from the only Bruins podcast that he was looking quite fly. Probably not as fly as Bruce. If you're not if you're not subscribed to the YouTube, you're missing out. I've had it playing on the ticker at the bottom the whole time. Buy our merch. Please buy our merch. It helps us bring this podcast to you. Also, subscribe to our YouTube at Inside the Rink. Find our videos. They're the ones, if you go to the Inside the Rink um, YouTube, look for the ones that have a lot of views. That's our videos. So go there, jump on those. Also, if you're a Bruins fan, check out Bruins Benders. They're crushing it with the Bruins stuff. Check them out. Love those guys over there. Shout out Tyler. Shout out Matt. Shout out Lops Brewing. They're sponsored by Lops Brewing. Great brewery. Bruce is off the screen. You can see Kevin again. Um, and, you Kevin know. hiding behind uh, David Krejci. I think that kind of wraps up the <clears throat> the Wild Wild West segment. I have I have a bet for us for this week, but it's also the bet we gave last week because we recorded before the games happened. So do we give another betting segment or do we just put out the old one? I have no new bets. I don't. I mean, we we can punt this week. I mean, we're yeah. I have a, no new bets. My bet we're having a fun episode. This is a longer episode already than we typically have, and maybe I don't we know. Just, we rattle maybe through. like I don't. Maybe you know we what? just need to sit here and play some Call of Duty together afterwards until the wee hours in the morning. Like we're dumbass college kids again. I think that's what we need to do. But um, if I can ask anything, it's just if you're still listening, which God, I mean, I hope you're not at this point. But if you are, I mean, I hope you are. But we're going to come out better merch. Our merch, we know. We're aware. We know. I mean, the rainbow merch is pretty cool. The one with the big logo on the center of your chest, I understand that's not with the styling. Anymore. My pride logo. Yeah, the pride logo is pretty sick. Um, buyer merch. Little shout out to Sophia, who's been helping us behind the scenes on some social media stuff, drawing up some different logos and designs. Big shout out to Kevin. Not this Kevin, not Kevin Santangelo. Not, not big Kevin. sexy Kevin with the... Not, not our Kevin, right but now. Kevin who, who helped us make these videos for the podcast. Big shout out to you. Kevin um, Sean. 
And you can find him on Twitter at Oilers Digital. Oh, did not know that. Oilers Digi. And he actually works for a Canadian junior team now as one of their graphic designers. So yeah, shout out out Garth because Garth's just a good human. And we know that Garth listens all the way through this podcast. I don't know if he listens to it yet. But um, and it's another thing just inside the rink, right? Um, Obviously something that the three of us are super passionate about. This season, it's going to become your home for hockey. It's going to be the number one place for you to get real articles that are written by real humans. Like a me. place for you to watch live streams that are going to give our honest opinions in a place where you're going to get just raw betting NHL coverage, just NHL coverage from guys, guys, from girls, guys, from girls, girls, from girls, guys, from everybody. Like we have, we're a big, happy family here. We're going to be covering the PHF. We're going to be covering, did I say that right? The PHF? Yep. I did. The NHL. We're going to be covering the Maple Leafs as much of a joke as that is to the Boston Bruins as much of a joke as that can be. We're going to cover all 32 teams for you and just go to our website, check it out and um, click on the ads. Like if something comes up and it's like, Hey, that's a actually, that's a really cool power strip for my house. Actually, we are running a very beautiful promotion of ITR plus ITR plus, which is typically two 99 a month. However, you can get a 30-day free trial and have absolutely no ads and be all hunky-dory. Just smooth sailing, baby. It makes Kum- a difference. Kumbaya. Also, and then you can also, let it go and give that $2.99 to support your favorite writer like the big sexy Kevin. Kevin <sighs> or our podcast. <laughs> also, as we just keep rambling on. With RTR Plus, there's going to be a lot of exclusive content, whether that's getting to come meet up with us at a Winter Classic, if that's grabbing a drink with us before a Bruins game, if that's getting a free T-shirt. Who knows what it's going to be, but it's going to be some special stuff. Maybe it's Kevin gives you his game-worn T-shirts. Who knows? Who knows what it's going to be? All I know is that there are big things coming, and we have a lot of fun stuff to announce in the coming months, so stay tuned and lock in. And get and on for, the duck boats because uh, we are people who've been with us a while, Those Kevin Speedo uh, calendars in the works. Logo. Oh, <laughs> big sexy. <laughs> <laughs>